we have your attention, please? Leading health and safety on Britain's railway, the railway's safety strategy document includes sections on rolling stock asset integrity and infrastructure asset integrity. In the past, these have been seen as quite distinct areas of work, ideally kept apart by gauging standards, but not any longer. As we introduce more and more digital technology to the railway, some features of rolling stock and infrastructure will start to overlap, and new software functionality will add to the complexity of both in areas that more traditional engineers will not yet understand. I'm joined today by Emma Taylor, Principal Strategy Implementation Manager at RSSB, and as she won't, I'm going to blow her trumpet for her. Emma is, among other things, a Fellow of the Institution of Mechanical Engineers and of the Safety and Reliability Society. She has Master's Degrees in Safety Engineering and Risk Management and in Space Science, a PhD in Physics, and has twice been in a Top 100 list, once for Engineering and once for Management. Emma, welcome to the RSSB podcast. Please introduce yourself to our audience and tell us how a rocket scientist came to be working for the railway. Hi, Ant, and thank you very much for the opportunity to be on the RSSB podcast. I've always been fascinated in the way things work and how to make them work better. Apparently, as a child, I was always curious and always asking why. So perhaps it wasn't surprising that I ended up in a technical career. I remember doing my maths and physics A-levels at school and looking at all the different types of engineering and having been fascinated by the stars, I determined that I was going to do spacecraft systems. In the late 80s, this was quite an unusual choice. And I remember the headmaster looking at me with a, a strange expression on his face and the teacher telling me, girls don't do engineering. And, and But that didn't put me off. And I spent the first few years working alongside British Aerospace Space Systems and helping design probes to go to Saturn's moon, Titan, as well as like gather data from the Hubble Space Telescope and all of the orbiting junk around the world. And you might think to yourself, gosh, space sounds very exciting. And it is in some ways, but it is also engineering and project management and standards and logistics. Engineering is engineering. So I spent 20 years uh, doing all sorts of aspects of space, engineering and planetary science. And at some point, I thought to myself, I fancy a change. I'd finished eight years as a carer for a relative. And so I decided to go back to university. Now, I'd spent 20 years working out how to make sure spacecraft worked okay. But then when I trained up as a safety engineer, I realized that you could apply it to lots of different other sectors. And I spent seven years working in the energy sector afterwards. And you're thinking to yourself, how did I end up from space to energy to rail? And I can give you an answer to that. It was 2015. I was in a hotel in Kazakhstan and there were some really big mosquitoes around. And a Kazakhstani mosquito can punch through anything, your jeans, leather jacket, whatever. And I remember thinking to myself, Kazakhstan's nice, but it's a long way away from home. And I've got to go to Canada to a mine afterwards. I'd really like to work back in the UK. And so when the opportunity came to join RSSB in 2015 as a safety engineer, I grabbed it with both hands. And that's how I started my career in the rail industry. Thank you, Emma. That's a varied and very interesting career path. As I said a few moments ago, the worlds of rolling stock and infrastructure asset integrity can no longer be seen as separate. Can you tell us how that's going to affect the railway in future? 
One of the great benefits of coming in to work on the UK railway at the GB mainline from another sector is it allows you to look at things with fresh eyes. The reason the railway works so well is that everybody's got their own discipline and specialist sector areas. Rolling stock works with rolling stock, track specialists work with track specialists, and everybody's got it clearly defined what they're responsible for. And RSSB brings together all of these discipline areas to work as one combined railway. However, when you start to include digital technologies, those boundaries start to disappear because information and digital sort of products connect together in a railway differently to the way wheels and track interface. And the industry's recognised this through the Leading Health and Safety on Britain's Railway Strategy, LHSBR, which is now in its third issue. And they created some priorities which the industry's endorsed for both rolling stock and uh, infrastructure. And you look at them, all the strategic challenges, and this digital element comes through loud and clear in many different places. I've talked to stakeholders and they said, you know, digital competency is a priority. So this is one of the drivers for the setting up of an asset industry group in order to bring together these different areas to bridge over those sector differences. So the asset integrity group has been formed this year in 2020 to bring together those unanswered questions or unexplored technical areas that are coming to the surface as a result of our railway becoming more and more complex and needing more and more interface and technical understanding. What we're doing at the moment is talking to industry and asking them, what are the things that we're not doing that we need to be doing? What are the things that um, we ought to be worrying about? And what would you like to prioritize? And that's been my role as an engineer over the past four to six months, talking to all of these established specialists and finding out what the asset integrity group needs to focus their attention on next. That's fascinating. As a technical communicator, my first question is always, what issues does your audience face? And then what do they need to know? Could you tell us what you found out about what keeps your audience awake at night? One of the things that the Asset Integrity Group needs to do, and one of the things we need to do as an industry, is to take the LHSBR strategic challenges and extract from them some tangible and practical activities. Otherwise, all people are doing is sitting around in a room or on a team call saying, this isn't working, we're worried about that, this isn't telling us what we need to do in terms of managing risk, but not taking tangible progress to actually step forward, lean in to address those issues. I remember the first call I had with someone and I asked them, what is it that we're not doing that we need to be doing? And they started to talk to me about what they were already doing, but I managed to steer them back and ask them, this important question, where are the gaps? What are you worried about? And then I sat and listened. One hour later, they were still talking. There is this clear area across the whole discipline of asset integrity where people have got concerns. Unsurprisingly, one of the ones where people have got concerns is about the fact we need to describe whole systems and networks completely and consistently. And those interfaces are not just physical, like a wheel on a track, but also management, organisational, the commercial arrangements between the parties and regulatory. It's no good if one party says this is my business and that's your business and they forget about something in the middle. So a key area of concern is how we actually describe at a technical and organisational level who's responsible for what. One of the other priority areas that people have raised where there are gaps 
is the issue of reporting and the information that people put in it. Because the railway is so highly complex and interconnected that no one organization can know if something's going wrong in another part of the network unless people report it. It's key that we understand the data, the defects that are observed, and the events that cause operational issues or safety impact. And RSSB has got a key role in creating that kind of common understanding. It is, in fact, one of the reasons why we were set up. One of the other areas that people said is that we need to increase our understanding, not only of what's happened, but why it went wrong. And this is where the Rail Accident Investigation Board, RAE, reports, and what RSSB does around learning from operational events is so important. It's what I call increasing situational awareness after the event. One of the other areas which is important is understanding the way in which we work and how that might lead to incidents. So this is the way that we design infrastructure, the way, the way we design rolling stock, the way we maintain them and operate them. And so if we start to think about things that could go wrong and understand where our gaps in understanding and our gaps in systems are, then we can anticipate and perhaps put in place measures before the incident happens. And this comes down to an important point here about communications and competencies. People can see when a track is broken in front of them, but can people see the equivalent in a digital crack in a system? And if you see it, do you know how to describe it? And there's nobody, I think, anywhere in the railway that can say in full confidence that like, I can see this isn't working and this isn't why it's happening and I can trace it through to this part and that part. We all depended on each other to share our expertise and to keep asking the simple question, why isn't this working? And to develop each other. I think the railway is very good at sharing expertise. And this is something that we need to increase when we start to look at the increasing complexity of the railway. One of the common themes that came out as I was talking to people was the importance of maintaining the integrity of the information in the system. It's important to maintain the physical integrity of the railway system, obviously, but you also need to preserve the integrity of the shared data because information is the basis on which we make decisions. Maintenance, operation, when you need to make a design change, when you need to update software. And if something gets lost in translation in a database or digital transmission or encoding, then we're not making decisions on the right information. So there is a crossover here with digital security or cybersecurity when you start to consider the asset integrity of a railway. Another thing that people said they were concerned about is transition hazards. So that's a, a technical term for a safety engineer, but really what it means is if you change something, you introduce risk. And because there's a lot of change happening on the railway, people are starting to get concerned that they're introducing risks that they may not be aware of. And so you can see that overall, the themes that people are coming forward, they're essentially saying, we don't want any gaps. We don't want any gaps in our data. We don't want any gaps in our insights of risk. We don't want any gaps in our people's competencies. And we don't want any gaps in how our organizations are structured. And because the railway works so well through the standards and committee system as well, that's how we collaborate under the RSSB umbrella. We've got to make sure that there aren't any gaps in the standards or the committees. And this is one thing that AIG can do and RSSB's asset integrity role. We can shine a light on those gaps and say we need to fill them. Thank you, Emma. I just love it when people tell me they've actually done some audience research. Having gathered, and you've certainly gathered a lot of information and analysed it, you'll have come up with a plan. When anybody's implementing change, one of the most important aspects is communication. So do you have some key messages that you need to convey? I think one thing that I'd really like to get across 
is that RSSB is in listening mode about the practicalities of today's reality of asset integrity. In the consultation calls, in the presentations to committees, I've heard so many different sets of challenges and issues. And what we're doing now is developing a plan with industry consensus to pick out the most important points. We are not just going to talk theory at you and expect you to do the right things. We want to support in terms of the implementation. Everybody in the railway wants to make the railway safer and run better. Lots of people are trying to do it their own way, which is perfectly understandable, especially when it comes to software. But in practice, when one party is developing software and another one's buying it and another one's maintaining it, we need to recognize the reality and the tensions that might happen between parties, rather a technical level or a commercial level. RSSB's role is to try and break down barriers and any mutual misunderstanding, whether that's technical, organizational, commercial, or for any other reason. RSSB doesn't know everything that's going on on the railway, so we need the railway to tell us what's happening. If we don't know about an emerging risk, we can't start to do anything about it. And it's important to note that a digital crack in software isn't as obvious as like a crack in a, in a broken rail. So we need you to tell us any concerns that you might be seeing before they result in a major incident. It's also useful to know that software doesn't fail as obviously as a structure. I'm finding in my conversation that there's some information out there and a lot of opinion is out there in various blogs and technical reports and articles, but it doesn't mean that we will pick it all up. We don't know everything that's going on, so we are asking you, the industry, to tell us. Emma, you've said that we at RSSB don't know everything that's happening on the operational railway, and presumably that's the same for many of the industry's highly experienced engineers when it comes to the digital railway as it evolves. And that's absolutely correct. Across the industry, we have a broad range of highly experienced engineers and highly experienced operators. The railway couldn't operate without this in-depth knowledge and experience. We wouldn't be the railway with the safety statistics that we have without this experience. However, the railway is changing now. One root cause of the uncertainty around the digital aspects of our assets is the lack of knowledge about digital parts that are included in a piece of infrastructure or rolling stock. RSSB needs to find out what all those parts are and bring them together. What do I mean by digital parts? If you ask someone, can you put together a physical parts list of a train? Think of like a Lego kit. Think about like the number of like wheels or axles you might need. People can do that. But when I was having my consultation calls and I was asking people as a relative newcomer to the rail industry, can you do me a digital parts list of a train? That would be data or software. Nobody was able to. And that tells me here that there is a lack of understanding of how a digital railway is brought together. For physical assets, we have professional heads and divisions between the different parts of like the system that make the overall whole. And this is because digital doesn't divide so easily. For physical assets, we've got professional heads and tidyish divisions between the various parts that make up the whole system. But People don't see the railway in that way. They don't see the railway as like consisting of a list of digital parts, this data and this software. And that means that at the moment, the specialists in our physical assets can't readily and easily list the digital components that go into that physical asset, let alone how those digital components interact with another physical asset. It's almost like there's two perspectives. You can look at your railway through a physical lens, which we can do quite well, or through a digital lens. 
which is where we really need to pay some attention so that we can identify the risks that operate in that space. RSSB's role is to help create a better level of understanding. So we will need to include people who have this digital lens, view, perspective on the railway, whether they're working on safety or security. People with this kind of skill set don't see the distinctions between one digital aspect and another. They've got a whole system view. And I talked about the importance of a whole system perspective, and that came through as one of the industry priorities. RSSB, through our coordination role, is trying to integrate the digital and the physical by bringing these communities together to maintain the safety in the railway. These people with this digital perspective, this digital lens on the railway, have got a significantly different perspective on a train, a piece of rolling stock, a piece of infrastructure, than those who are the designers or the control room specialists. All these parties need to be brought together. Now, you might be sitting there thinking at this point, well, I'm not a digital specialist. What can I do to help? I'm not a digital specialist either. And I think one of the things that we're asking the railway to do is to not think that you've got to be an uber geek in order to be able to ask the questions. What can you do to make the railway run more safely? Emma, it seems to me that to bring this level of knowledge into the open, a lot of people will have to be prepared to say that there are things that they don't know. It's always uncomfortable to admit that you don't understand or you're not quite sure what's happened there or you haven't got the level of technical competency. But we, we need to maintain that sense of trust. Now, RSSB has done a lot of work in developing a fair culture in operational areas. So people feel it's safe to admit to having made an error or not understood something or not be fully up to speed so that we can all learn from them and stop them happening in the future. With this digital aspect on the railway, this trust is ever more important because the large numbers of us are not familiar with the detail of a digital perspective on the railway. So we need to focus on developing that same and fair and open culture and encouraging it amongst asset designers, manufacturers, owners, operators and maintainers to create an environment where it's OK to say you don't know. Everybody that I've talked to is keen to enhance and improve the safety of the operational railway. There is a strong goodwill there. We just need to ensure that the trust is there, that people feel they can speak up. We track data for spads and broken rails. We know where we need to prioritize in those areas, but we don't have so much of a track record or precursors for digital related issues. So this means that people have to trust each other enough to be able to say, we don't understand. We need to create this openness because I believe that one of the accidents may have a digital element to it, a digital precursor. And because we don't yet know what that will look like in terms of causational results, we are dependent on people telling us we're not quite sure about this. or We think something might go wrong there through our reporting systems. And we need to develop the confidence as an industry to say we don't know what we don't know. I've had long conversations with people over the past four or five months about what's keeping them awake at night on the topic of asset integrity. And in terms of digital railway, it is this lack of understanding and certainty and knowledge. They know that they don't know and they know there are gaps and it gives them a sense of unease as to whether they're able to manage the railway safety. The unknown unknowns, what I call the Rumsfeld conundrum of 2002. Although I heard of the concept in the 1980s and it probably comes from the much earlier teachings of Zen Buddhism. So is there a message for all of our listeners, indeed for the whole industry, that you need to convey right now? There is. And it is that we don't want to wait for the digital related aspects of the railway to go wrong. We need to start to examine the area now and think of what might happen so that we can reduce and mitigate the risk before something does go wrong. Emma Taylor. 
thank you very much for talking with me today and explaining to all our listeners what together we need to do and do now to work towards a better, safer digital railway. And thank you all for listening. If this has grabbed your interest, you can find out more about the work of the Asset Integrity Group on the RSSB website. Just search for Asset Integrity. There are also links to some of the related resources in the show notes on the blog page for this podcast. Emma and I are planning a series of podcasts on various aspects of asset integrity, so keep watching the podcasts page on the website for news of these. And if you have any thoughts on this or any other subjects for a podcast, please email me at podcasts at rssb.co.uk. Once again, thank you, Emma, and thank you all for listening. Thank <laughs> you.